Uh, I just want to let you know, I let my emotions get the best of me. And I talked to my players a lot about having poise, and I lacked poise. Uh, I did. So I just want to make sure that people know that at no time are my comments directed at the Canadian people or the CFL. Talking to Rick, I really truly believe I am Canadian. Not by birth certificate, but by choice. I've lived up here for 22 years. I've got a Canadian wife, two Canadian kids, and Calgary's home. So at, uh, at no time were those comments ever directed towards Canadians. And uh, I do want to apologize for any, anything like that in my remarks, but uh, I, have, I have apologized to Mike himself. Uh, sometimes in football, you maybe cross a line, and uh, I certainly apologize for that. And I own those remarks. And I'm hoping, guys, that we can just move forward and, uh, and talk about football. So I appreciate you guys letting me have that uh, uh, the opening remarks. Yeah, I just want to say, I'm, I, part of the reason I like the CL is a lot of good people in it. And this guy's right at the top of it. I'm proud to be a part of the, part of the league with, the, with Dave in it. I just wanted to mention a little bit on the, the Jonathan Rose situation, because I was flying all day yesterday. It was kind of a whirlwind. Anyways, if he's when he, that he's eligible to play in this game because of how the whole process is working, is we will we will use him and have him play in the game. And I'm going to stay away from commenting on it, and our team's going to stay away from commenting on it, just because there's a whole process that's got to happen between the the league and the union, and uh, let that whole thing play out. All right, we're going to go with the questions now. Process is pretty easy. If you have a question, please raise your hand. I'm going to direct the microphone over to you so you can ask one. Dave is already there with uh, Terry. Please uh, uh, identify yourself and the media you are representing. Um, Terry, you want to go first? Yeah, for Dave, um, for two parts. Uh, in the beginning, uh, how are you doing at, uh, you think you're doing at uh, converting the Edmonton people to cheer for Calgary this weekend? And the second half of that question is, uh, it, you, you mentioned leading to this game that getting here, you don't want to repeat all the same things you've done in the previous two years, but I haven't heard you identify what changes you'd make. Yeah. And, and the extension of that is it seems like, uh, I mean, you've both got this image of soft-spoken, uh, uh, you know, uh, mild-mannered type of guys. But it seems like you're coming into this game with a little bit more of an edge. Is that true? Uh, I'd rather be known as a soft-spoken, mild-mannered guy. I, I'm a competitor. Um, I want to win. Uh, I think most people that are successful in life have to have a little bit of an edge. Uh, I've actually driven up this road a lot lately. I've got kids, and uh, it seems like we're always in Edmonton for sporting events. Uh, on record as saying in Calgary, I'd like to have a little better facilities. And I get very jealous when I come to Edmonton and see all the sports facilities, including this place right here. Uh, it's a great, to me, it's a sports town. Uh, it has great tradition. Uh, Rick was part of that with his family. And, uh, you know, ultimately, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped that the Great Cups in Edmonton and it's not 25 below. Um, as far as what I'm going to do different, that's kind of between me and my team there, but I think I've uh, been on record saying i got to do something different. Um, doesn't mean it's going to work, but I'm certainly, uh, you know, trying to stay focused with our guys, but uh, you know, we are going to try some different type of things, and uh, hopefully it pays off on Sunday. Rick Campbell, Dave Jamison from 
you grew up in the city, you grew up in Commonwealth Stadium, uh, and you got your coaching start with the Eskimos. And I'm just wondering what it would mean for you and your family to do something your dad did not do in his long and illustrious career, which is win a great cup coaching in Commonwealth Stadium. Well, I will say that uh, obviously Edmonton has been a big part of my life, and I have definitely had a love for the city and always will. And um, you know, know a lot of people in the city, and it's it's been uh, been great to me and great to my family. Um, honestly, for me, I'm whatever the word is, I'm compartmentalizing, and that I just I'm just worried about preparing the football team the best we can for playing good football on Sunday. So really, that's what my my focus is is just. Uh, um, you know, being here, I know I'm in Edmonton, but it's, it's a work week for me, and I'm going to do uh, do whatever I can so that we can play good uh, um, good football on Sunday, and then uh, maybe have more time to reflect on it after after this week. Yeah, just following up on that, uh, Coach Campbell, um, you played high school football at Amy here in the city. Um, yeah, you're the Titans. Titans. <laughs> Your old uh, coach recalls the story of when they actually called you on you in a pinch to play quarterback uh, one season. Do you have any memories of playing football there? What stands out most um, from, from your time there? Yeah, it was fun. You know, Edmonton's a good football town, and uh, we were able to win a provincial championship. And I know that uh, the, Ainley, the Ainley Titans, my old school, are playing for the provincial championship again this Saturday. So I'll be uh, I'll be rooting hard for them and. Uh, um, yeah, like I said, ton of memories for me in this town, and uh, I'm definitely thrilled to be back. For each of you, you know, three of the last four great cups. Are there similarities that you guys see in terms of team building that's gotten you guys this success? Well, I think I come from a football family as well. My dad's not as famous as Rick's and uh, hasn't won as many championships, but uh, was a football coach and teacher. I think we were similar backgrounds. For us, for me at least, a lot of the groundwork was laid by Huff and Wally Buono. Um, those are two guys you want to follow and, uh, and at least try to emulate, try to do things similar to what they did. They're winners, so it was easy for me. Knowing Rick, uh, personally, I knew when he got his job over there that he would definitely do everything in his power uh, to do it the right way. Uh, he built from, from inside, he hires good people. Um, I think he's a winner, so uh, you know, I, I certainly uh, respect the job he does, and, and I'm not surprised that he's having the success that he's had. That same thing, I, I came from Calgary, and you know, what it could be from a better place when you have guys like Dave and Huff and everybody that works with the Stampeders is it's really all about winning football and that uh, and surrounding yourself with good people. And I was fortunate enough to go to Ottawa with a guy like Marcel Desjardins, who again is a another guy that uh, I align with philosophically on that. We just want to surround ourselves with uh, talented people because you need talented people to win, but also people with character, uh, people that can ride out the tough times and. Uh, People that are interested in uh, in, in uh, being part of the of the team, making it not about themselves, but making it about the about the Red Blacks, and uh, you know that's what we strive to do every year. Dan Barnes from Post Media. This is for Rick. I think you worked with something like seven head coaches in your time uh, between Edmonton and Calgary. 
Winnipeg. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, what did you? I mean, was there one thing or two things or whatever it is that you learned from each of those coaches? What stands out, and what would you like your staff to learn from you? Um, you're right. That's a that's a big question because there's a there's a lot of guys that I think the big thing is to never stop learning. Is that you can learn something from everybody, even if you don't agree exactly with someone. There's still something you can always take take from people, and uh, there's always ways to evolve. And I think that's part of the key in football is to evolve with the game and evolve with the times. And um, I'm fortunate enough to be around some pretty big, uh, legendary guys. Um, that Don Matthews was the first guy I coached with here. Um, I don't want to leave people out, but then you know, the first guy with was Don, the last guy was with Huff here, and you know those bookends would be you know two pretty good examples of guys that are Hall of Fame guys that uh, endured in football for a long time. And that, I, I think the biggest thing is keeping your eye on the prize, and that you're trying to the goal is to put people in the best position possible so they can contribute and uh, contribute to the team and try to win games. And uh, really, that's what it's about at the end of the day. Guys, for both of you in the back. As as two coaches who got started as assistants and moved up to coordinators become, before becoming head coaches, are you concerned with this staff salary cap that's being put in for what impact it could make on the profession and what impact it could make on your teams down the road? Go ahead, Dave. Oh, that's a loaded question with my boss back there. <laughs> Uh, I think honestly, I, I just don't really want to comment on it. I think it does. There will be some things that will need to be talked about after the season. I'm, I'm more concerned about the game. And the management money side is above me, so I would like to keep it there. I know too. I don't know all the impact it's going to have. I'm kind of in the same boat as Dave and that I was going to get through this season. And obviously the whole focus this week is on this game and then um, it's going to be interesting to see how, how that all plays out because I don't have all the information on it. Uh, like Dave said, that there's some people above me that know a lot more than I do, and uh, uh, you know we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We'll go to Steve Simmons and then uh, Farhan. Steve for, for Dave Dickinson, Steve Simmons, Toronto Star. We talked to Wally Buono after his last game, and one of the things that he found the hardest was carrying the losses with him and how he's not going to miss that feeling. Based on the last two Grey Cups, how hard has it been for you in games that probably you should have won and didn't uh, to carry that through and, and deal with it? Well, I want to make sure that there's no, that not necessarily should have won any of those games. They earned their victory, no doubt about it. Uh, Toronto as well. So I don't want to short sell any other team on that. Um, there's stress. I've talked to Wally a lot lately too, because sometimes when you have tough times, you reach out to people that uh, you respect. And I didn't, certainly didn't want Wally's last game to go like it did. I felt, I, felt, uh, I felt bad for him because uh, in my sense, it never ends right. How many times does it really end the way you want it to end? Because usually when it does end right, you say, you know what, I can keep doing this. Give me another chance at this. Um, so when it went down like it did, I reached out to Wally, and uh, the losses hurt. I think they, I think they sting more than any of the great feeling of a win, which is sad. You should you should cherish the other side. You should remember the good times, <laughs> not necessarily the pain, but 
I think we're all been there. I think certain things in your life will always stay with you. Uh, get over it, though. Time to live in today and, and uh, take advantage of, of the moment. Thanksgiving, the U.S. Thanksgiving is coming quick. Um, I think about that stuff. You know, I'm, I'm really proud to be here with Rick and, and two teams that are fighting for something so historic. And I realize it's going to be a great game and a great opportunity. We're excited to be here. Dave, over here, uh, two questions. One, the end to this season was a lot different than uh, what you're used to, where you've been able to have first place comfortably and you're making different kinds of decisions. This was a much more challenging finish to a regular season. Has that made you better? I don't know if we're better. I think we showed some resiliency, though, and I think that's that's missing in, in, in life these days. Uh, you have to, we want a resilient team. We want guys that can overcome adversity. Um, there's a lot of doubters. A lot of people thought uh, we were on our way out. Uh, we found some energy, we found some new blood, uh, some new players stepped up, and uh, we're trying to create momentum. So uh, it's definitely a different year. We're a different team. Uh, feel, I feel good about uh, the guys in our locker room and uh, hoping to use that uh, momentum to win one more game. You mentioned the doubters, and after the Western final, you had some interesting comments suggesting that people around Canada didn't want you to be here. Um, do you believe that, that people did, don't well, want you to be here? Sometimes you just talk too much. I, I, I definitely <laughs> am guilty of that. So, sorry. <laughs> but um, it's not that. It's just that sometimes, you, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I mentioned Tiger Woods because I liked Tiger Woods a lot. And then I, uh, he won a lot more championships than we have. Let's put it, make sure it's clear on that. But I found myself at times like rooting for the other guy. Oh, he's already been there. Uh, let the other guy get there. And I felt that was the case last week. You know, for the good thing is Ottawa's been here an awful lot as well. So there's, it's basically kind of a give and take there. So it really was more me, uh, I don't know, maybe I fabricated my own little storyline, <laughs> but uh, I did feel like uh, people were talking a lot about Sask and Winnipeg and, and not as much about us. doesn't help you win or lose a football game, but uh, maybe, like you said, I should have just kept those comments to myself. Back room towards the middle. Yes, hi, I was wondering if either of you could talk at all about the St. Michael's story and if that's been resonating at all with your players. If what, if anything, have they been saying about it? You're, you're up, buddy. Where are you going? <laughs> it's Toronto. I'm closer to you. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm aware of it. I just don't know enough information about it. It's been kind of a whirlwind for me lately, but uh, uh, I, I need to stay away from that one right now, formulating my man, not downplaying it. It's quite a significant thing, and I, I, uh, I would like to think that through more before speaking on that. See, I learned from Rick, and I need to say less. I, I need to say less. <laughs> it's very serious, though, and, and uh, I would, like, when I grew up playing sports, is not tolerated. Yeah. It's not what we're about. Sports is an uplifting experience. You should be a team. So I don't know the details either, but let's be honest. Uh, we put our kids into sports for a positive experience. So I want to make sure whatever's going on there, I'm sure it's way more than Rick and I know about. Um, certainly we follow, though, and we're concerned. Yeah. I'm not downplaying it either. I just, yeah, it's a serious topic. Go to the back of the room. Um, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, Michael Johnson's uh, incredible season for an interior wide receiver. We've talked a little bit 
Yeah, Rick's, Rick's been around him as well. He's a good football player first. Uh, very passionate. Uh, as you guys probably can see on the field sometimes, uh, it's tough to keep him, uh, you know, with his poise. He wants to do well, and when it's not going well, that's when sometimes he bubbles over a little bit. But he's been, I think, uh, as good as anybody on our team this year. He uh, won our president's ring. It means players respect him, and as a leader, and I, I think he's growing as a man. Um, and he's his performance is getting better and better. And uh, you know, there's a lot of good defensive tackles in this football. In fact, I think as good as any year I can remember. But I do think Micah has separated himself right there at the top of that. And just thought he had an outstanding year, and um, yeah, I think he has because he's got family. Just can see that he's becoming a better man, and that's always something we try to strive for, not necessarily just win football games, let's grow, let's grow as people and make people better men. I'm hoping he's busy on Sunday doing something else, maybe he could uh, go, go do something else. I think he'll be ready. <laughs> Dang it. We'll go to Dan Ruff. Dan Ruff, you can press the front here. Uh, for both of you two, when you work together, what's the one thing you took from one another, good or bad, in terms of football or from a personal uh, standpoint? For me, it was his poor music selection. He said that he liked the music, though, right? When you walk into his office and Dave's watching film and <laughs> coming up with stuff, and you got Britney Spears and Katy Perry and all that stuff, so that was, I got it <laughs> that was my one thing. Now, Dave's, uh, Dave's super smart. Treats people the right way. Um, uh, treats people with respect. Uh, he didn't, you know, I'm the I'm the fan of Dave's because uh, I think he's a he's a quality person. He's also a really good coach, and uh, uh, you knew he, you knew he was going to be a good head coach when he had the opportunity. Uh, for me, it was Rick never leaves any stone unturned. I mean, just so organized and uh, committed to what he's doing. Uh, the fun, the fun part for Rick was we worked together in offense too, and uh, it wasn't like his expertise, but the way he took over, and and we were we had many many conversations about what would this do to a defense, and I became a much better coach just by talking with Rick because of his knowledge on that other side of the ball, and, and uh, I also like you said I, I just think there's not many uh, guys that are more organized than Rick that uh, do things the right way, so. Uh, mutual respect and admiration. We'll go to Steve Simmons. Uh, Steve Simmons, strong son for football coaches. Not uh, a while back, uh, a lot of us were shocked by the passing of Michael Finjo, and uh, he played a significant role in, in Canadian football and certainly in Toronto football. And I'm wondering your thoughts on, on him going so soon and memories if you have any of him. Um, yeah, that's uh, definitely, I had lost track of what Benjo was up to, I knew he was in the city. Um, try to actually connect as much as I can with the alumni, because it brings back good memories, and um, when he passed, it was very shocking, uh, very sad. Uh, don't know the details still to this day, exactly what went down, but it really doesn't matter, because when you pass, you pass, and you should remember the good times. And, his performance in the OH stretch run there was outstanding. Uh, you know, I had a lot of friends on BC, and I was playing for Calgary, and uh, they basically feel like Robinjo won the game. 
stopped it twice on short yardage, was harassing the quarterback all game, and ultimately then went and had a great Grey Cup. So um, take advantage of the moment, guys. That, that's my whole thing with it. I know Mike would, would also say that is uh, live, live for these moments, take advantage of them. And uh, I am the same way. I want to create a legacy. I want positive, uh, I want people to have positive memories of myself. And uh, I have a lot of positive memories of Mike the Big yeah, I agree. It makes you, makes you grateful and thankful for for the days we have and for weeks like this and to be able to do it. And, uh, uh, you know, he was, he was a really good football player. And uh, anytime someone uh, passes that early, it's uh, it, it's too bad. But I'm glad there's uh, positive memories of him and him making an impact uh, in this league. I'll go to Dave J. followed by uh, Scott Stenton. Uh, Coach Dickinson, uh, Dave Jamison, TSN 1260. Uh, O-linemen are obviously underappreciated, but I wonder if you could appreciate for us the work of Shane Bergman, who I think has given up three sacks in three seasons, and what he means to that group. Yeah, we just got to keep him on side. That's, uh, Shane is Shane will never talk to you guys. I mean, he's just so quiet. Love his family. His dad and mom come out all the time, and he. He's actually just to me a real person. Uh, there's nothing fake about him. He, uh, he's a great teammate, um, underappreciated because, like you said, if you don't notice an old lineman, a lot of times he's doing a hell of a job, and he's just just very very steady and uh, uh, has grown into that guy. When we drafted him like fifth round, uh, he came in, worked hard, and he's a super big man. And uh, ultimately, I think he's one of our best. So. Um, staying fairly healthy, so I'm not going to wood there. I think that's uh, his leadership and, and, and basically the, the strides of him playing in the same system now multiple years with Pat Delmonico has, has increased his game, but great person, great family, uh, damn good football player. Hello, Scott. Scott Stinson with Post Media. This is for Coach Dickinson over here. Coach, over <laughs> The glare coming out. Do you expect this to be a particularly pro Ottawa, which is to say anti Calgary crowd? Uh, and if so, will it affect your approach to Not sure. Uh, like I said, I really, why I go into that, I have no idea, especially <laughs> when I have no control on it. Uh, we're going to play hard. We're going to play hard. Uh, we're prepared for crowd noise for and against us. Uh, we played in a lot of opposing stadiums. Who knows? Let people make that decision. Uh, we're going to play hard, though, and uh, hopefully come out on the right end. I know uh, Terry, I know Dan Ralph, could you get the microphone? <laughs> Thank you. I got you covered, Terry. Uh, Dan Ralph from Canadian Press. Uh, question for both of you, it's two part. Dave, when you saw Ottawa's offensive performance on Sunday, I mean, uh, it was nothing short of. I'm wondering what defensive challenges they present. And then, Rick, conversely to you, when you're going to be playing the, uh, the CFS top-ranked defense, what sort of challenges it presents? You uh, might go for it. Uh, yeah, it was impressive uh, because Hamilton's good. And uh, for them to just uh, have their way with them was very impressive. They were sharp. You could tell they used a bye week to their advantage. Uh, but I think they're a full, full team. All three phases, three of the best. Um, we know we got our hands full. Uh, it's a huge challenge uh, because they have multiple weapons. Uh, I think, honestly, uh, all their coaches 
will have a wrinkle for us, so it's up to us to try to make adjustments. And uh, in order to win, we're going to have to step up. Uh, we know we're playing a great opponent that's it's on fire right now and playing their best football, so we got to elevate our game. Yeah, their defense, uh, Calgary's defense sure was impressive in the West Final. You know, Winnipeg was a team pretty much on a roll and, and doing a lot of good things offensively. And, man, Calgary's defense did a good job of shutting them down. Very physical, coming downhill, tackling really well. And uh, um, it, was an, it was an impressive performance. Same thing I'd say about Calgary, though, is they're, they're so good on all three sides of the ball. And they, they always play good football and force you to beat them. So uh, we're definitely going to have to... Uh, you know, elevate our game on offense and, and match their physicality because they're, they're a physical, athletic group. And, uh, you know, they've been, they have a lot of continuity with their coaches and players, and so they know what they're doing. And so it's going to be a tough challenge. Another Joel. Rick, you're in It's uh, Joel from Three Down Nation. Uh, question for you regarding Bob Dice, since you brought him on staff. What has he uh, brought to your team? Bob Dice. All right. Um, I worked with Bob originally in Winnipeg. That was my connection to him back in uh, 09. And then uh, we ended up losing our special teams coach, and he was at the top of my list. He was the first guy I called. I love how Bob interacts with the players, um, how he treats them. Um, he's a really good teacher. Um, just been a... Uh, been great to have. And the other thing, he's a, a CFL lifer and uh, appreciates the league. A lot of people in the, the league know who he is. And the other thing I was impressed with Bob is he's always been an offensive coach. He's been a receiver coach or a coordinator, and he made the transition into special teams, and he's really embraced it. Has done a great job for him, and I know our players uh, players really love him, and uh, he's done a great job for us. What about Ryan up front? Uh, for both coaches, uh, Ryan Valentine with uh, Three Down Nation, the Horseman Radio podcast. Uh, before Hamilton won their semifinal game, they brought in Rick Flair. Before the St. Peters win their last final game, they bring in Bret Hart. Uh, any WWE champions on the on the tour for either team this week? Where did this all come from? <laughs> Sounds fun. I don't know. I don't know how this started. Yeah, get get with it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, it's so weird, though, because okay, we had reached out to Bret Hart the week before. Um, we bought a belt. We were going to make some fun with it. And uh, I'm watching the game, and all of a sudden, there's Ric Flair. And then Simone brings out a belt. And I'm like, damn, you snooze, you lose. Uh, but I've already been talking to Bret. Uh, I had Bret in because I, I really feel like Bret is Calgarian. I mean, he's... You can feel it when you talk to him, you know, how proud he is to be from Calgary. He represents his country, and, and uh, uh, it was good for our team. And he's a man of few words, okay, but when he talks, you listen. So I didn't, uh, I didn't pay for his bus ride up, so if he shows up, I'll be happy to see him, but I'm not expecting Hulk Hogan or anything like that uh, this week, unless Rick has something tucked under his sleeve there. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. I don't know that one. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. We'll go to uh, our hash. We'll have time for maybe one or two other questions, and then one last question from Terry. Uh, for both of you guys, the game two years ago, Rick, what, what was the moment that stood out the most to you? Dave, what was the moment in that game that stung the most for you? The last play of the game. <laughs> 
that's uh you know we um i just remember that game you know we we were up at halftime things were going well but we know how these guys compete fight their way back and uh and knew it was gonna it was we call it a 60 minute game well that was 60 minutes plus so um, you just keep fighting all the way to the end and keep competing because you know the you know there's never gonna they're never gonna stop fighting so pretty special moment for us um but uh, definitely something uh, that we put in the rear view mirror and, uh, you know, going to worry about this week. Not as special for me, <laughs> but uh, it was just, it was a learning experience. I think you have to make sure, uh, look ahead, learn from the past. And, uh, you know, I honestly think that that squad, Ottawa, was fully committed and prepared and, and outplayed us. So I, I Look back at the game, now we have our chances, but uh, certainly uh, you got to give them credit. They, they outplayed us that, uh, that night. Going a little bit back to Mike Johnson, has that position, the defensive tackle, has it evolved a little bit like BC has a defensive tackle now on Saskatchewan? It's a position that maybe, has it been, I guess, has the position evolved? Well, every team has a guy playing that position, not just BC and Sask, but uh, we, I think the whole game has become more athletic. The defensive ends are faster than the quarterbacks. The D linemen are not only strong, they're so agile and they can move so fast. And even the offensive linemen, you can't just have a big, you know, hulking guy in there because you get too many holding calls because they're so quick. Um, I have kids and, and, and man, are people getting big, you know, I mean, like, my, my son's 78 pounds, 12 years old, and he's playing against a 180-pound kid in football this year, and I just feel like people have gotten, not only, like, Micah Johnson is a running back in a D-lineman's body, I mean, he is athletic, Sewell up here, Ted Laurent, I mean, these guys are killers inside, um, you're right, with Coleman and all that, so, the whole league across the board, and Ottawa's got the same. Look at their ends, look at their inside guys. They run from sideline to sideline, as well as receivers. And I just, sometimes you really gotta appreciate the athleticism that's in this league. It's amazing. And the guys here, I think you can put them up against anybody. They're, they're as good as anybody. And, and I feel like Micah's in that conversation. Tim Baines. Tim Baines. More coffee. Get some coffee. <laughs> Rough night, Tim. Mike, <laughs> 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 Tim Baines from Post Media. I'd like to ask each of you to speak on the other team's quarterbacks, the strengths. Rick, speak about Bo. And Dave, uh, what do you think about Trevor Harris? Well, Bo's, Bo's obviously a good football player, and you just look at his record. Uh, done some amazing things, and obviously he's coached by a guy that knows what he's doing. So. Uh, I got to see Bo from the get-go. I, I actually knew him all the way from back in his Eastern Washington days. I, I knew who he was and all that because I know that neck of the woods pretty well. And um, he was a winner in college. He's, he's won with uh, Calgary, and uh, uh, you know he's uh, he's a he's a fun guy to watch because he's a competitor and uh, a good football player. Yeah, I mean, probably uh, I find it easier to comment on my own guys. I don't know Trevor that much personally. I respect the way he plays. I, I respect his game. I think he's getting better and better each and every week. Um, uh, 
Other than that, though, I just more than like I like to just talk about our guys because I don't know Trevor personally, but I do have a lot of respect. Played an amazing football game. I think he's a good. I think he's a good dude. Uh, like I said, it's hard for me to always comment on other teams' player, but I think Rick would probably back that. But uh, we're up against it. Uh, we know we'll be sharp, but uh, we'll have to play well. I guess I'm going to turn it over to Terry Jones. Terry? Uh, you guys know what's coming here, so i thank you uh, ahead of time because uh, for the spirit and the creativity you've shown in answering this question. For the people new to this room, in 1999, Jim Shaky Hunt covered his 50th grade cup game, and for just about everyone that I went to, he asked these great cup sex questions. Uh, so I'd like to, uh, to go there again. Uh, Formalize it to Dave, you lost your last game. Are you going to change your philosophy on the uh, answer to your question? And uh, uh, I just wonder, uh, Rick, if uh, you could possibly top your answer from 2015. I'd like to go down the road that I heard a great coach a couple years ago that had just lost a great cup. He told his players, if at first you don't succeed, try again. And uh, I'm going to live by that motto this year. So thank you, Rick, for the line. <laughs> that was you. And uh, yeah, they, they put us out about eight kilometers away from the downtown. So we'll see if that helps. <laughs> well, I got a call yesterday from my mother. And she informed me that she's coming up to the game. She hasn't been to the two Grey Cups I was the head coach in before. And so she's coming up here. So. I don't want to get in trouble with my mom and be talking about sex in public like this, so I probably should uh, probably should stay away from that. But uh, you know, I think it's just like the, the football game on uh, on Sunday. It's time to rise to the occasion and close the deal. All right, thank you, gentlemen, for the media. I just want to let you know that the bus departing to the practice field will be uh, leaving from the assembly level entrance, so that's 